Welcome to the Keystone Kickoff Show, brought to you by the Keystone Sports Network. Get the best Penn State sports news and analysis at KeystoneSportsNetwork.com or download the Keystone Sports app from your smartphone. Hello and welcome to the Keystone Kickoff Show. I'm Jim Galante along with Andy Shea, and this is quarter number one of our show brought to you by Collegiate Athletic Travel. We're right down to the deadline, folks, but if you're still looking to go to the Rose Bowl, here's the way to do it. Our friends at Collegiate Athletic Travel have it set up for you. A charter flight out of Harrisburg with Southwest Airlines. I think they're flying out on Friday the 30th, coming back on January 3rd. Stay at Lowe's Hollywood Hotel. Transfers to everything. You got parade tickets, ride to the pep rally, everything taken care of for you. And I'll tell you what, even if if you're just looking for a flight, They've got a flight-only package. If you're just looking for a land-only situation where you already have your flight arrangements made, they also can take care of you. For all the details and information, you could go to athletictravel.com or call them at 814-238-4987. But I'm warning you, we're right up against the deadline. If you want to make this happen, give them a call right away. Again, that's 814 814- Two three eight four nine eight seven. Andy Shea, how are you doing in this wintry day in Pennsylvania? I'm doing outstanding, Jimmy. We are. I, I look at December fifteenth and anytime after that, as we are in the holiday season. Like once it hits the middle of December, holiday season is in full swing. So. Happy holidays to everyone, and remember, enjoy yourself a little bit the next two weeks. Exactly the case, Andrew P. All right, let's get to some Penn State football. As always, we're going to start with the news. Even though it's middle of December, this is this is the middle of crazy period in college football. We've got early signing day starts next week. What we also have now is we're right in the middle of transfer portal period. For the news for Penn State, we're going to talk about a couple defensive ends on the recruiting trail. Mason Robinson, he looked like a Penn State lock earlier in the year. He ended up committing to Northwestern. Northwestern went through a number of issues, a 1-11 season, losing their defensive line coach. Mason Robinson has um, made the switch over. He is now a Penn State commit. And another commit, Joseph Mupoy, is the way I was told it's pronounced. Another defensive end. I believe he's out of Connecticut, Andy. They had two defensive ends to the fold. Yeah, I think the good one, one's a little more polished and one's got a little more chance to sort of make uh, an impact sooner than later. One's got some more work that'll be needed. They're both three stars by their thing. I, I... Robinson is a good one to get. There's a couple things that strike me in that one in that he was committed to Northwestern, but then, you know, Penn State really wanted him and they recruited him hard. He comes from McDonough, which is uh, at school in Maryland, which, you know, they've got good Penn State ties. Like I think P.J. Mustafer and Curtis Jacobs went there just off the top of my head. Oh, and uh, the defensive end, uh, Denai Dennis Sutton, uh, came from there as well. So they would have been teammates. Uh, in high school. So 
it, it feels like a, a, a good mix. But, hey, Penn State t- takes all the defensive ends they can get. They play a ton of them. They played four of them consistently this year. Um, you know, I, I would say, you know, middle to end of the season, you started seeing, you know, Dennis Sutton on a little bit more consistent basis. That's why I'd say they give you four. So that, you know, in his first year, Manny Diaz shows that he'll rotate and play three, four defensive ends on a on a very consistent basis. So opportunity creates itself. They don't just stick to two guys and, and load up and, and use them as their main guys. They really do uh, play the depth chart under uh, Manny Diaz, so I think that's important. But anytime you, anytime you can get edge rushers or guys off the edge, which the game is played in space, and they want to come to you, you take them. Exactly. And I think that's the point now with any position at Penn State on the defensive side of the ball, you've got a good chance to play. You know, when you're talking about the portal and guys leaving because they're not getting playing time, when you've got what, 22, 24, 25 guys on defense playing on a regular basis, it's hard to leave because you're saying that you haven't gotten your opportunity. Um, Wanted to hit you up, Andy, another uh, little piece of news. Uh, Juice Scruggs, Penn State Center, he's accepted an invitation to the Shrine Bowl, uh, which is nice, a good honor for him. And it led some people to think that he's, that's him saying he's not coming back. That's not the case, though. Uh, Apparently, I've read he could could say he's going to play in the Shrine Bowl, but he could still come back next year. Correct. So the 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 Shrine Bowl now with the COVID players, right? Like this goes back to the free year of eligibility. There's still some things they can't do in terms of, you know, a, an agent or signing with somebody and taking that step across the line. But but you can you, you can take invitations to these games and dip your toe in that water and see what you think and get some more evaluation without losing your eligi- uh, uh, that free year of eligibility that the, the players got in the COVID year. So I thought it was a step out the door, and I thought, oh, oh he's, he's going to be going. But I read the same thing you did, and, and the COVID year has made it very interesting for these. In two, three years, that won't be the case because that year will be gone, I think. And it's an, it, Juice Scruggs is kind of an interesting case. He's been yeah. around Penn State a long time. Although he had an issue, I believe he was the one in the car accident. Massive so he had to recover. Yeah, he had to recover from that. I don't know if those things make him more or less likely to stick around for another year of Penn State football. But the other factor, a lot of folks try to throw out the the this rule of thumb. If you think you're gonna be a first or second round pick, you should go. Otherwise, you should come back to try and improve your draft position. The problem is when you're a center, Juice Scruggs is not going to be a first-round pick no matter what. If he he goes now or comes back, it doesn't matter. So if you look at it, is this a situation where either on one side he's shown everything he possibly could, he has nothing to gain, or he's not going to be a high-round draft pick this year, why not come back and see if he could improve his status? Yeah, it's it's a it's a risky proposition for him. It, you know, either way, right? Like he could, you know, think he's going to be an NFL draft pick and 
you know, end up being an undrafted free agent and not being on an NFL roster and be looking for a job. Does he give himself a better opportunity playing college football one more year? That's the simple question. Does does it does he have the ability to create a better opportunity for himself? And when you go to something like the Shrine Bowl, you kind of get to learn that at a different level, right? You get to learn that against others that are looking at the same thing. So I think this will help him, but it's still going to, it's going to be a tough decision. It's a 50, 50 prop either way for Penn state. Do do they have their starting center back or don't they, it'll take a little bit more time, but it's still a 50, 50 prop in my mind. I think he should look, I think he should shop and take a good look at it. One of the things though, I think should be a factor that normally is not is what is the potential of this Penn state team going into next year? And I know I've been told, well, NFL scouts, they're very good. They know what they're doing, Andy. You could be playing for Podunk, and they'll find you and know if you could play or not. But I still, in my heart of hearts, believe if you play on a better team, you get more exposure, and you have a better chance in the draft. You just get recognized more. So if next year this Penn State offense with those two running backs, very talented, coming back, gaining a lot of yardage. This five-star quarterback, Drew Aller, starts putting up big-time numbers. The offensive line is going to get a lot of credit, and I got to think that this is going to help your draft status. I know I'm told that's not the case, but I still believe it is. (laughs) All right, Andy, let's turn to a couple little – uh, Rose Bowl notes that is still coming up January 2nd, Penn State versus Utah. I think it's an interesting matchup. It, it turns out, and it's a bit of a coincidence, both Penn State and Utah, the people who have opted out, they're both losing what projects to be a first-round cornerback, and they're both going to be missing their leading receiver. For Penn State, it's Parker Washington. For Utah, it's their very good tight end. Which team do you think is going to be affected more by having those two players missing? I It's definitely Utah. Um, that tight end is ridiculous good. Penn State is not losing. Parker Washington was their best receiver. Was he a pure wide receiver one as you look at it across college football? I, I, I don't know. He was part of a group that, you know, kind of, you know, ham and egged it as a receiver core is the way I would put it. Um, and they've played games without him because he's been injured. And the wide receivers haven't had a massive impact on this offense this year. That came at the running back position. That tight end for Utah, they still have a good running game. They still have a good line. They have a couple decent receivers. But, man, that guy made Utah's offense. I think at the cornerback position, Joey Porter Jr., is elite and they have an elite cornerback as well. Penn State has more depth. End of story. Penn State has more depth and they have way more depth. So I think Utah at in both ways is going to be impacted a little bit by their opt-out slash injury guys that are not going to play in this game. And I think Penn State has already shown they could play defense very well, even with Joey Porter out. It's still an elite defense. And the final note, not sure if this matters to too many people, but Penn State is going to be wearing their all-white unis for the Rose Bowl, Andy. 
the 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 red rose the rose looks really sweet on the white uniform and i think over time i've come become it used to be the like oh they're wearing their ugly whites as i've gotten older i've transformed into a big fan of all white uniforms no matter what level it's at college football but yeah they're going to be wearing their all whites and sort of in that dusky time at the Rose Bowl in Pasadena when this game will be played, that's going to look really cool. That's just my opinion. I, I think it will look cool. How could you say you don't like the all-whites? My only suggestion, I love when they do the Legends uniforms. Andy. Oh, those are so sweet. What about doing a white version of it, you know, with the blue stripe, the number on the helmet? Wouldn't that be sweet? The white oh, shoes. The love to see it sometime, sweet. Andy. That's awesome. <laughs> All right. That that's it for quarter number one. Quarter number two, we're going to take a little bit of a unique angle looking at the uh, transfer portal. Stay tuned for that. The Nittany Lions are headed to Pasadena for the Rose Bowl, and you can join them. Collegiate Athletic Travel is offering a three-night package, including nonstop charter flight with Southwest Airlines from Harrisburg to L.A. Burbank Airport. Stay at the Lowe's Hollywood Hotel, Rose Bowl parade tickets, and all transfers are included. Here's your chance to attend the Rose Bowl and let Collegiate Athletic Travel do all the work. Land-only package is available, too. Go to athletictravel.com or call 814-238-4987. Hey guys, this is Andrew from 409 Tailgate Club, here to talk to you about our new coffee barbecue dry rub set. Over the years, we've developed some great tailgate sauces and barbecue dry rubs, but our new coffee rubs are totally unique spice blends, low in sodium, and feature Happy Valley's finest coffee, W.C. Clark's, roasted right in the cheese shop in downtown State College. So head on over to 409tailgateclub.com, grab yourself some coffee rubs, and remember, always tailgate with honor. We are. Hi, this is Dustin Hawkinsmith from the Keystone Sports Network. For the best Penn State football analysis and commentary, go to keystonesportsnetwork.com. The rest of the KSN team and I will bring you game reviews, player evaluation, recruiting news, and plenty more. You may even hear directly from some of your favorite recruits. That's keystonesportsnetwork.com. You can also take Keystone Sports Network with you. Go to your app store and download Keystone Sports for your mobile device. For Penn State football news 52 weeks a year, count on the Keystone Sports Network. StateCollege.com is your one-stop source for news, sports, opinion, entertainment, and community events. Over a decade of experience covering the Nittany Lions from reporter Ben Jones. Lively commentary from columnist Mike Porman and others. Local perspective, local expertise, local information from Penn State's hometown website, StateCollege.com. Trust StateCollege.com for daily coverage of the school, team, and place you love. It's quarter number two on the Keystone Kickoff Show. Brought to you by the Keystone Sports Network. Get the best Penn State sports news and analysis at KeystoneSportsNetwork.com or download the Keystone Sports app from your smartphone. And welcome back to the Keystone Kickoff Show. It's quarter number two. I'm Jim Galante. He's Andrew P. Shea. Andy, in the first quarter, I mentioned that we're in the middle of that crazy, silly period called Transfer Portal. And I was thinking about this a bit and wanted to get your take. You know, we've been talking about individual players moving and how that works out. But I wanted to ask you about is how does this affect the philosophy of coaches around college football? And I know it's different 
for different coaches. It's different depending on the situation you're in. But there's so many different aspects to it. And I wanted to start with this, the quarterback position. This is where we see it just seems like a thousand quarterbacks going into the transfer portal. But this is also where there's been the most success. We've seen guys like Caleb Williams and Joe Burrow, and the list goes on and on. Of yeah. It's not just any old quarterback. These are the elite of the elite. These are the Heisman Trophy winners. Is that a strategy now for college coaches? You know what? We're going to hold off, and we'll cherry-pick some great quarterback as we go. Yeah. I'm gonna. We're gonna talk about the quarterbacks. I just want to say when because you mentioned coaches real quick, and it's it's double duty for them now, which is crazy, right, Jimmy? They're trying to close out the, their recruiting class, right? Like you got to finish that 2023 recruiting class. You got to keep the guys committed. You got to visit those guys, and now you got to do visits and hosting and all that stuff with the transfer portal. So they're in, they're in double duty time right now. But let's talk oh, and about Andy and uh, Andy. Don't forget also, you've got to re-recruit your own players. That's what I mean. Yeah. That they will stay. Yeah. You've got to finish the 2023 class and get it across the line. That's enough work right now to hold it up. But now you've got to pull double, double duty because the transfer portal needs your attention. But when it comes to the quarterback position, it's just you should have a diff you have to have a different strategy. It's so volatile right now with the transfer portal. It's just different. It's a position that is unique to anything else pretty much in the transfer portal. You have to be flexible and you kind of have to be willing as, you know, as a program and a staff to change course maybe without any warning because look at what happened at Clemson. Guy lost his job in a game and he's gone Two days later, he's like, I'm in the transfer portal. That's it. I'm done. And he's been struggling. So it, this is the last offseason I think Penn State will be transfer quarterback portal. They they have the ability to be neutral, right? They have a future. They have a five-star. Is he going to be any good? Is he not going to be any good? How Drew Aller plays in 2023, he might not be great. He might be you know just okay but not great. Then that puts you... We have to be flexible and be looking at the transfer portal as an option for the quarterback position because it's so volatile, so fast. It changes so quickly. And elite quarterbacks are going there in the droves. Like good starting college quarterbacks. Devin Leary, NC State. Great year last year. Gets hurt this year for no reason. There's nothing that tells me that kid should leave NC State. He's transferred. He's a ridiculously he's an NFL prospect I don't know what happened there all he did was get hurt it's not like he lost his job or he played bad he just decided I'm going to try something else so quarterback C are seeing greener pastures on the other side they're looking for something else for a lot of different reasons right now Penn State's not a, a real option on that field I think in the future they are going to need to be at that position that's just my opinion well, what you have, Andy, are teams, big-time teams, if they are turning over at quarterback at Georgia, I think Stenson Bennett is finally done this year. You have Georgia, who is, and Bryce Young at Alabama, just as another example of two elite teams. You know they're going to be really good again. If you're a really good quarterback 
at De- Devin Leary at NC State, he's never going to go to the playoffs or win a national championship at NC State. He might at Georgia. He might at Alabama. Or might Notre Dame be attractive to him? Right. Yeah, no, I see it. I, I, I'm 100% with you, Jimmy. It, it is – the quarterback position is so – volatile and it's not just volatile at the top it's volatile all the way through you know what i mean like it's happening how many quarterbacks were in were in the transfer portal when they first opened it up this year remember that number yep 60 something yeah it's ridiculous it's not just at the top level it's not just sporadic it is now it is now epidemic across college football that the quarterback position is is just completely exploded and is volatile when it comes to the transfer portal. And I don't mean that in a bad way. I mean that in you have to be flexible and willing to change course as a program when it comes to the quarterback position without much warning and probably in a hurry going forward. My last thought on the quarterback position and Penn State specifically, and I wish I would have found my notes, but I believe Penn State had like nine quarterback commits over the last six years or so, I, I got this previously. And seven. out of that group, seven out of nine either transferred or, you know, never played or medical yep. out. Yep. Two quarterbacks have played at Penn State in the last six, seven years. Correct. Trace McSorley and Sean Clifford. And that is it. How many quarterbacks have they recruited, though, or co- had commit? So that tells you the volatility of it, even at Penn State, which we'll call a, a stable situation. And now, add let's look at, by you to that list. Exactly. Now, let's look at the bigger picture, though, Andy. If you're building a team in the last couple of years, if I'm going to say, hey, the transfer portal, this is the way you can build quickly, Michigan State in 2021, USC in 2022, And might Colorado, with Deion Sanders, be the poster child for using the the portal to build your team in 2023, Andy? Yeah, so this is is an interesting one for me. I think USC was was the best team that was bought and paid for in a one-year model in terms of NIL and money. I think that is is the exception. And, and they still didn't get it all the way across the line. They created an opportunity to go to the college football playoffs. And they fell short in the big game, in the big game in the Pac-12 championship. So that was a team that used a, a marquee coach and some, and some inherent elite program assets, which would be money, NIL money, to sort of bolster that roster. They still, need to, they still are going to recruit at the high level. Look at the price Michigan State paid though for one season, right? That was they 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 they're still a mess, Jimmy. They're still not recruiting well in 2023. They got what they needed with their new coach and they changed it the the script in 2021 and then this past year they fell off a cliff. I'll be curious what Colorado looks like with Deion Sanders. I mean, he basically told all the players that were on the roster like get out. I mean, he's going to totally build a one-year roster and see what it looks like through the transfer portal. I want I want to see what that looks like. That is going to be an interesting case study for me 
because coaching still matters in college football a lot, and I'm not sure at what level Deion Sanders and the staff he assembles can coach with a bunch of island of sort of, you know, misfit toys that all come out of a transfer portal. Um, You are going to get some diamonds in the rough. You're going to get some elite players possibly, but can you build with that? And I don't know that you can. But if you're Deion Sanders and you're with the worst Power 5 program in the country, hey, things can't get any worse, Andy, so I don't blame him for going this route. In fact, I, I would think it's a smart way to go. But you now have to get, if you have an established coach going the other extreme, Dabo Sweeney seems to be going towards the transfer portal era, kicking and screaming. You know, he doesn't want any part of it. I personally think James Franklin has an excellent take on it and the way he's handling it, which is just simply he's identifying where the holes are, but he's being pretty particular about any player that he brings in. We've seen him be successful, you know, at uh, defensive end, Eba Keedy and then Chop Robinson. We're seeing a lot of, I could name several other players, but going into 2023, it's pretty obvious. He's identified wide receiver as the place he's going in hot and heavy into the portal, Andy. He's identified it. And you and I have had this discussion off the air, but I think he brings in at least two wide receivers from the portal. Yeah, I think he... He's looking for one, but he might bring in two, right? But he hasn't not just identified one position, Jimmy. He's also subsidized uh, some spots through the transfer portal. Like you talk about the DNs. Look at Derek Tangelo as a defensive tackle from Duke. Remember him? That was subsidized. Hunter Norzat subsidized the offensive line in 2022. Uh, You know, yeah. Johnny Dixon. What's that? Yeah, Johnny Dixon, Johnny Dixon at the quarterback position. He subsidized the wide receiver position for 2022 with Mitchell Tinsley, right? Like they already had Parker Washington, Keandre Lambert-Smith, but he knew he needed a third option there. So he's not only gone after the most glaring positions of need, but he's also subsidized with great success at other spots. So I think in this early stage when he's He's not like jumping into the fire and going all in and and changing his program's mentality. I think he smartly he smartly handled it better than most while still obviously recruiting one of the best freshman classes in the country in 2022. So if you look at it that way Penn State fans, you know, think what you want of James Franklin, but in terms of the transfer portal and recruiting, the the yin and yang of both when it comes to the building with the recruiting class, which is how you build and subsidizing your roster to fill your needs, find somebody who's doing it better on both ends on a consistent basis. That's pretty darn good early returns on the double, on the two-sided monster. And the other part to all this, we got to make sure we're aware of NIL. Okay. Now this was a recruit, but the latest news just this week was, Ohio State lost a quarterback to Georgia, I believe, because they couldn't pay him enough. Correct. Yeah, you don't uh, want to you don't want to play arms race in the transfer portal. You need to keep your NIL money in your recruiting class, Jimmy. You know, you know, as much as you may want to do that, 
It's still going to happen, though, Andy. All right, that's it for quarter number two. Stick around. We're going to have your questions in quarter number three, and we're going to ask Andy. The Nittany Lions are headed to Pasadena for the Rose Bowl, and you can join them. Collegiate Athletic Travel is offering a three-night package, including nonstop charter flight with Southwest Airlines from Harrisburg to L.A. Burbank Airport. Stay at the Lowe's Hollywood Hotel. Rose Bowl parade tickets and all transfers are included. Here's your chance to attend the Rose Bowl and let Collegiate Athletic Travel do all the work. Land-only package is available, too. Go to athletictravel.com or call 814-238-4987. Hey guys, this is Andrew from 409 Tailgate Club, here to talk to you about our new Coffee Barbecue Dry Rub Set. Over the years, we've developed some great tailgate sauces and barbecue dry rubs, but our new coffee rubs are totally unique spice blends, low in sodium, and feature Happy Valley's finest coffee, W.C. Clark's, roasted right in the cheese shop in downtown State College. So head on over to 409tailgateclub.com, grab yourself some coffee rubs, and remember, always tailgate with honor. We are. Hi, this is Dustin Hawkinsmith from the Keystone Sports Network. For the best Penn State football analysis and commentary, go to keystonesportsnetwork.com. The rest of the KSN team and I will bring you game reviews, player evaluation, recruiting news, and plenty more. You may even hear directly from some of your favorite recruits. That's keystonesportsnetwork.com. You can also take Keystone Sports Network with you. Go to your app store and download Keystone Sports for your mobile device. For Penn State football news 52 weeks a year, count on the Keystone Sports Network. StateCollege.com is your one-stop source for news, sports, opinion, entertainment, and community events. Over a decade of experience covering the Nittany Lions from reporter Ben Jones. Lively commentary from columnist Mike Porman and others. Local perspective, local expertise, local information from Penn State's hometown website, StateCollege.com. Trust StateCollege.com for daily coverage of the school, team, and place you love. Let's get back to the action on the Keystone Kickoff Show. Brought to you by the Keystone Sports Network. Get the best Penn State sports news and analysis at KeystoneSportsNetwork.com or download the Keystone Sports app from your smartphone. Welcome back to the Keystone Kickoff Show. I'm Jim Galante along with Andrew P. Shea. And this is quarter number three of our show, which means it's time to ask Andy. This is where we take your questions for Andy. And at the end of the segment, we will pick out the best question. So we will pick out a winner. If you want to ask Andy a question, just go get our app. Go to the App Store. Look for Keystone Sports. You'll see it there. Download it. You'll see the Ask Andy button. And our segment of Ask Andy is brought to you by 409 Tailgate Club. You probably already know about their great sauces and their rubs and their Bloody Mary mix. Guess what? They're now introducing their new coffee barbecue dry rubs, which, by the way, Andrew just sent me and Andy a package. So I don't know about you, Andy, but I am dying to try them out They're unique low-sodium blends. They feature coffee from W.C. Clark's Roasters from the Cheese Shop in State College. It's in time to make a great Christmas gift. So check it out. Go to 409tailgateclub.com to get your own. Or send in your question and make sure it's a good one and you be the winner. All right, you ready, Andy? I am ready, Jimmy. Let's roll. Let's start with Bobby in Lock Haven who says this. 
Andy, with all the extra practice before the bowl game and leading receiver Parker Washington out for the game, do you see another wide receiver stepping up in the Rose Bowl? I do not. I, I think they've had some opportunities this season to get on the field and show a little bit more. I mean, Harrison Wallace, maybe a little bit, but, you know, can he, his catch consistency when opportunities come his way are a little bit shaky. So I don't see the wide receiver position or, or a young wide receiver stepping up in this game. If I was looking for Penn State's passing game in this thing, I'd be looking at those three tight ends and the use of them as receiving options to have more of an impact than I would one of the younger, less proven wide receivers. I'm going to, to me, it's an interesting question, and I will be keeping an eye on the wide receivers. Wouldn't it be fun, though, Andy, if Liam Clifford stepped up in this game and we had a Sean Clifford to Liam Clifford moment? That's a fan thing, Jimmy. That's a fan thing. That's you. And I understand it, but I don't see it happening. <laughs> Guilt, guilty as charged, Andy. Guilty as charged. All right, let's go to uh, Steve in Chicago. Do you believe the early signing day is, impa- is impacting bowl preparation? I keep hearing the coaches are, not vis- are out visiting recruits and not in state college. When the college football playoff expands to 12 teams, do you think the signing date period will be adjusted based on teams preparing for the playoffs? Keep up the great show. Yeah, this is this is a new taxing element that college coaching staffs are learning to adapt to and going to have to do some internal SWOT analysis on how it went and what happened. Um, I think they have time is on their side. Because you still got basically, you know, more than two weeks of the bowl games. You've got the holidays. And then you have that time period. Really, when you travel that week after the holiday, like they're playing December or January 2nd, is when the the that game is going to be. They have a time period of after the holiday and then leading up to the game when they travel sometime in between there and they'll practice some in California that's when you're going to get most of your real work done uh, in my opinion. And, and you will have, you know, your full coaching staff, not trying to be three different places at once. So it's a good question. It's a really good question, Steve. And I think they're going to, you're going to rely more on the later practices than the sooner practices because your coaching staff is just too busy. Well, it does lead up to, they started this early signing period just a few weeks back. And then, you had some of the unintended consequences, which was, you know, trying to protect the recruiting class. You maybe right. make a change act. You, you bring in a new head coach and try to salvage things. What you also have now with the transfer portal in this time period too, is you're having situations where how many players are going to hit the transfer portal? When is it going to happen? What a team's got to say, you know what? We can't go to the bowl game. We don't have a viable team here anymore. We had too many people jump into the transfer portal. You mentioned also practice schedule for Penn State. They're not playing until January 2nd. 
but there are a lot of teams playing in bowl games prior to the new year. So those coaches, you've got transfer portal, you've got a signing day, and you've got bowl preparation all going on right now. I would not be surprised, Steve, if they do end up doing something at some point, you know, to change the schedule. My question becomes, does it make it better if if you would push the signing day for recruits back? Does that help? Because at that point, I know who I'm bringing in in the transfer portal. I know what my numbers are for recruiting. Or do you want to do it the other way? I want to know what recruits I have before I know what I have available for the portal. Either way, Andy, it's confusing. Uh, Yes, and it's a mess. Let's go to our good friend Jimmy in Forest City who says, Andy, where would we be without Abdul Carter? I don't want to go through another season without a linebacker of his or Micah Parsons' caliber. Their accomplishments should look good for linebacker you recruiting. Might Tony Rojas or Tamir Robinson be next up? They are two linebacker recruits in the 23 class. Yeah, they could be. I mean, you know, it started, oh, you know, Penn State never, they do they end up no matter what, no ma- they haven't had any trouble recruiting elite linebackers, right? And no matter what the depth chart kind of looks like, they've never had a problem even this year. Okay, so Abdul Carter emerges and Curtis Jacobs quietly had a very productive season at a new position. They they just seem to end up being able to function at the linebacker position or find a recruit that excels. The combination of the two, I, I can't remember thinking back during the James Franklin era and saying, man, they got they got problems at the linebacker position, right? I just don't. But one of these guys could be it. But Penn State, even now that they've transitioned, these are Manny Diaz recruited linebackers. He knows what he wants at the linebacker position. These are Diaz recruits, right? These two guys are Diaz recruits. What does he want? We're going to find out, but he's got what he wants. Andy, I'm going to disagree a little bit. Um, it was just prior to this season, a few short months ago, Great. we were calling linebacker the weakest position. There was a situation where they were bringing a safety, Jonathan Sutherland, down to be a starter at linebacker. They were very concerned about what they had at middle linebacker. They were moving Curtis Jacobs from one side to the other side at linebacker to a new position, and they were scared to death death about their depth. So it it has been a concern, but... uh, to, to Jimmy's point, I do think partially due to Manny Diaz and his style of play, I think if you're a defensive player, you've got to love this. I mean, yeah. it's it's got to be a fun defense to play. You have a guy like Abdul Carter who is getting a lot of exposure, a lot of play. If you're an elite linebacker and you see what's going on with Abdul Carter, I'm going to say yes, Jimmy. If oh, yeah. You're looking at recruiting the next next class of linebackers. They've got to be looking at what's happening with Abdul Carter and say, I want to be part of that. I want to be the next guy to wear number 11. And the final piece to this puzzle, Andy, and I uh, had this discussion with T. Frank. As a fan, I'm watching, I'm saying, 
I felt like they were using Abdul Carter differently at the end of the year than at the beginning of the year. And T Frank confirmed that. And if you notice, he's now, he's not coming off the edge so often. He's like lined up in the middle of the defense and he's either blitzing from there or he's waiting, spying on the quarterback and then reacting. And he's just been a terror. If I'm a linebacker with those kind of physical skills, like I said, I want to be the next guy to wear number 11. All right, Andy, let's go to Carl in Erie. An oldie but a goodie here, Andy. What is the biggest obstacle holding Penn State back from matching up with Michigan and Ohio State? It's it, The easy answer is the quarterback position. The secondary answer is um, the combination of the ability to stretch the field with the wide receivers and the quarterback combo, right? Like it's the quarterback position, but they don't have, they don't have any, you know, they're not, Jahan Dotson was drafted in the first round last year, right? KJ Hamler was drafted in the second or third round, I think second round um, prior to him. They right now, they don't have an elite wide out and they have a quarterback. They, the, and it's, that ties back to the quarterback. So it's a quarterback position answer. It's quarterback. End of story. But secondary-wise, if you look at it, it's it's an elite wide receiver who is that guy. They don't have it right now. Andy, I think they're getting closer. I think they're there on defense. Offensively, it looks like they're there at running back. I think you hit the nail on the head. It's that combo, the quarterback and the receiver's. Are they elite yet? Let's sneak in one last one real quick. Um, Steve from Potomac wants to know, do you think the players opting out situation for the Rose Bowl benefits Penn State since they presumably have a deeper roster in terms of talent compared to Utah? Penn Penn State and Utah is a good matchup. And I don't think the transfer portal opt-outs give Penn State a clear-cut advantage. I think Penn State had a clear-cut advantage Roster-wise, overall, they're deeper, they're more talented, they're more athletic, they're faster. Utah's really hard to beat because they're comfortable with their top 12 to 15 players on both sides of the ball in their own skin, so they're hard to beat. They're very comfortable in their own skin, but top to bottom-wise, Penn State is the deeper team and the better team. And I do think that Utah, because of that, any player opting out for Utah is going to affect them more than it, it will affect Penn State. As yep. we already saw, Penn State loses a first-round pick in Joey Porter Jr., and the defense doesn't skip a beat. All right, Andy, that is it for quarter number three. Stick around quarter number four. Andy's going to tell us who the winner is. Stay tuned. The Nittany Lions are headed to Pasadena for the Rose Bowl, and you can join them. Collegiate Athletic Travel is offering a three-night package, including nonstop charter flight with Southwest Airlines from Harrisburg to L.A. Burbank Airport. Stay at the Lowe's Hollywood Hotel, Rose Bowl parade tickets, and all transfers are included. Here's your chance to attend the Rose Bowl and let Collegiate Athletic Travel do all the work. Land-only package is available, too. Go to athletictravel.com or call 814-238-4987. Hey guys, this is Andrew from 409 Tailgate Club, here to talk to you about our new coffee barbecue dry rub set. 
Over the years, we've developed some great tailgate sauces and barbecue dry rubs, but our new coffee rubs are totally unique spice blends, low in sodium, and feature Happy Valley's finest coffee, W.C. Clark's, roasted right in the cheese shop in downtown State College. So head on over to 409tailgateclub.com, grab yourself some coffee rubs, and remember, always tailgate with honor. We are. Hi, this is Dustin Hawkinsmith from the Keystone Sports Network. For the best Penn State football analysis and commentary, go to keystonesportsnetwork.com. The rest of the KSN team and I will bring you game reviews, player evaluation, recruiting news, and plenty more. You may even hear directly from some of your favorite recruits. That's keystonesportsnetwork.com. You can also take Keystone Sports Network with you. Go to your app store and download Keystone Sports for your mobile device. For Penn State football news 52 weeks a year, count on the Keystone Sports Network. StateCollege.com is your one-stop source for news, sports, opinion, entertainment, and community events. Over a decade of experience covering the Nittany Lions from reporter Ben Jones. Lively commentary from columnist Mike Porman and others. Local perspective, local expertise, local information from Penn State's hometown website, StateCollege.com. Trust StateCollege.com for daily coverage of the school, team, and place you love. We head to the home stretch in quarter number four on the Keystone Kickoff Show. Brought to you by the Keystone Sports Network. Get the best Penn State sports news and analysis at KeystoneSportsNetwork.com or download the Keystone Sports app from your smartphone. And welcome back to the Keystone Kickoff Show. I'm Jim Galanti along with Andy Shea. And it is quarter number four of our show. Which means, Andy, we need to do a little bit of work, administrative work. We need a winner from our quarter number three Ask Andy segment. Who do you got? Congratulations, Steve, in Chicago. That was a really keen observation question about the coaching staff and the bowl prep and holding the recruiting class together and managing the transfer portal and how do they focus on practice. Very good question. Steve in Chicago, you are our winner. Very good, Steve. We'll be getting in touch with you with the 409 Tailgate Club gift pack. All right, Andy. He was asking, Steve, about the schedule that the coaches have in these couple weeks. It's not only about the transfer portal. It's about the recruiting class of 23. You're still trying to add people. They added two defensive ends. It's also about holding on to people because you know just like Penn State doesn't stop recruiting players committed elsewhere and we saw one flip with Mason Robinson Penn State's looking to protect their own class and make sure none of them flip correct yeah oh they're <clears throat> the the coaching staff is out there you know dotting the i's and crossing the t's cuz you've got to get it across the finish line right there's a definitive date it's the deadline it's next wednesday and it's a project that you've been working on for months and months and months. And, and now you're now the deadline's approaching, right? So you got to make sure you get everything. You have as much that you could control in place and do as much as you can to impact that and get it across the finish line. It's, it is a ton of work that, that you have to do on that front. Forget. And then you throw in the transfer portal, but this is your focus. This is your building block. This is the core of your program is your recruiting class. So this is vastly important. Let's look at some of the specifics of the class, Andy. And 
I'm calling this class maybe not as star-studded as last year's class. How could it be when you have, yeah. you know, a Nick Singleton, a Drew Aller? But what's interesting is the two top players, consensus top 50 players, are offensive linemen, Jay Van Williams and Alex Birchmeyer. Offensive line, you don't necessarily think you're going to have instant impact, but that's a big deal for them to get two offensive linemen of that caliber. Yeah, they've got three overall in the class. Um, let's hope <coughs> the two elite guys at the top end, it's top-heavy on the offensive line. That's a good thing. But let's let's kind of hope they don't have to play right away, right? That's that's always the best thing. Obviously, the closer you get to the ball, we, you've heard the old adage, the closer you get to the to the core, you know, to the ball, the harder it is to play early. Um, I, I still think, you know, that 12 to 15 month development is a great number and it serves them best. Look at Olu, right? He had that runway and then he explodes out of nowhere. He had that runway. So, I mean, they had to burn. Drew Shelton had to play this year because of the lack of depth and injuries, right? And, you know, you could see the holes because he's a true freshman, but you could also see that he performed pretty well for being thrown into the fire like that. Imagine if he'd had another six months of that sort of development. And yeah, you develop a little by getting thrown into a fire. You also get exposed a little bit by being thrown into the fire. I think he did exceptionally well. Both of these guys are anchors for the future. One's inside, one's outside. I don't know. You look at right tackle. Is that solidified enough to say that maybe Williams can't be a player there? I'm not so sure he can't, right? But in an ideal world, you wouldn't want that to be. So they have three offensive linemen, too. I still think they're shy numbers-wise. I, I really do. I think they'd like to have one or two more. Can they address that in the transfer portal? Sure. They possibly could. James has proven that he likes to subsidize his non-positions of glaring need. I think the offensive line has sort of flipped a little bit and become a position not of glaring need but could use some subsidy through the transfer portal. But they've recruited well at the top end. They've done it probably, you know, as good as they've done getting two guys at this level in a long time. And they've got a uh, the future looks a little bit brighter there coming off an already bright season from this group. This position group is moving in a better direction overall for Penn State, the football program. Looking at the big picture, Andy, when you're recruiting, there's so many factors. Are you drafting by need? Are you drafting by talent? Availability of the talent pool? And also, don't forget, you need the other side. You need the players willing to come to your team. But sometimes you look and things stick out. One of the items that sticks out to me, Andy, is there are four four-star safeties in this recruiting class. Does that tell us something about Manny Diaz? Uh, absolutely. And if you watched Penn State's defense this year, the safeties are his sort of jackal, right? Like in his mad scientist world. And, and I told you, wait till you watch this guy coordinate a defense over the course of the entire season. You're going to absolutely love it, Penn State fans, because I had seen it before and I had watched him do it. The, the safeties are as jackal. They, they're chameleons. They play all over the field. They play the standard two 
safety positions. He'll walk a third one down in the box. Sometimes he'll put a third one up on the line of scrimmage and either rush the quarterback or cover in the flats with him. He uses safeties in so many different ways. And, and recruits see that. They're like, dude, Manny Diaz plays dudes everywhere at the safety position. You're a recruit as a safety. Manny Diaz has got to be – his defense has to be high on your list. Four four-stars. That tells you everything right there. I don't think you need to look at any of them as a linebacker per se. Just the way Manny Diaz coordinates a defense – He'll figure it out with the talent at that position. That's all he needs is the talent at the safety position. He'll take care of the rest and find the best place for him on the field. And it almost feels like, Andy, they've reached the point where they're not safeties. They're at the very least safety slash linebacker. Correct. And and the other position you see this is defensive end or edge rusher slash linebacker also. Those defensive ends, they're responsible for getting into coverage also. So they're not just on the line of scrimmage every play. No, they're not. And you saw, I didn't see, a, I saw Chop Robinson more with his hand on the ground going after the quarterback because he he played that dual role at um, Maryland before he transferred to Penn State and it didn't work for him. But you saw Adisa Isaac, the other defensive end, you saw him in coverage more often than not. So, and, and, and plus defenses at the linebacker position with all the safety and particularly at Penn State, they're going more 4-2-5, which means two linebackers. Your fourth guy could be a drop back in coverage. Your fourth guy could be a DN dropping back in coverage like a hybrid linebacker. Or your fourth guy up front could be a safety. So you're you're seeing a lot of different – I mean, there was one time a game where they had six defensive backs. So you're seeing a lot of mixing and matching up positions where speed and athleticism in space matter more than anything else on the defensive side of the ball. What I don't see in this class, Andy, is that one big, one technique defensive tackle. Is that more because there's just so few of them available, or is that the nature of Manny Diaz's defense? Yeah, they're so hard to find, Jimmy. They really are. It's the hardest, in my opinion, I've had this for a long time. I continue to hold on to it, and the game is changing a little bit. But you still need push up the middle. You still need pocket impact up the middle. It's the hardest position to recruit. Everyone is always, even those above you, even the top dogs, the Georgias, the Alabamas, the Ohio States, the Michigans, the Clemsons, the USC's, they're all looking for that next one, too. You're competing against them. I think Penn State at the defensive tackle position, is there the next P.J. Mustafer on this roster? I think there's a possibility that it is, but they've also been able to sort of mix and match really well. I think they're doing absolutely just fine at the defensive tackle position in terms of talent development, establishing depth, and defining roles for those guys in the middle. They're they're not struggling at that. They're not having to, you know, go deeper into a depth chart or, you know, go into the transfer portal and, and try two guys because they can't develop what they've recruited. I don't think it's a, a glaring sore spot for Penn State, but you are always like, it's kind of like the quarterback. For me, it's, 
it's the second hardest position after the quarterback to figure out and get right and recruit, not because of what has happened in the transfer portal day, just because the nature of the position is so unique. It's a really hard position to recruit. There's one running back in this class, and that's Landon Montgomery out of Scranton, who we know missed his senior season because of injury, I believe surgery on his knee. They are recruiting, looking to get a second running back. How important is that for this class, Andy? Yeah, I, I think it's important that he get a second running back somewhere because for the past oh, maybe five years at least, four or five years, the depth and of the running back position as a room has been, you know, not a concern, but then maybe an injury or something happened. It is a concern. Now, nobody knows what Kevon Lee is going to do. You're going to be in year two of these two freshmen who are only going to be here for three years. Um, beyond that, they're not going to be here. This guy, you know, they've got a guy coming off an injury, good running back from Scranton Prep. He is a good running back, but he's coming off an injury. So his availability is going to be limited. This room is thin. It, it's ridiculously talented at the top end. But on the back end, it is very, very thin. So they have to address it. Uh, it is an immediate need, I think, in terms of recruiting, at least in 23 to get another one and to get at least two, possibly in 2024. Beyond the two studs that you have now, this room, the running back room at Penn State now needs some depth development. Also, Andy, and finally, two four-star tight ends are coming in. Is that a result of how much they've been using multiple tight ends this past season? Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, when you show that you're going to – there is room for three tight ends to have a role in this offense at different points throughout the year. I, I, I think that's enough for a tight end who plays – it doesn't matter what they're special – what they're really good at. They have opportunity. All right, Andy, that's it for the show. Thank you all for listening. Make sure you join us next time on the Keystone Kickoff Show. The Nittany Lions are headed to Pasadena for the Rose Bowl, and you can join them. Collegiate Athletic Travel is offering a three-night package, including nonstop charter flight with Southwest Airlines from Harrisburg to L.A. Burbank Airport. Stay at the Lowe's Hollywood Hotel. Rose Bowl parade tickets and all transfers are included. Here's your chance to attend the Rose Bowl and let Collegiate Athletic Travel do all the work. Land-only package is available, too. Go to athletictravel.com or call 814-238-4987. Hey guys, this is Andrew from 409 Tailgate Club, here to talk to you about our new Coffee Barbecue Dry Rub set. Over the years, we've developed some great tailgate sauces and barbecue dry rubs, but our new coffee rubs are totally unique spice blends, low in sodium, and feature Happy Valley's finest coffee, W.C. Clark's, roasted right in the cheese shop in downtown State College. So head on over to 409tailgateclub.com, grab yourself some coffee rubs, and remember, always tailgate with honor. We are. Hi, this is Dustin Hockensmith from the Keystone Sports Network. For the best Penn State football analysis and commentary, go to keystonesportsnetwork.com. The rest of the KSN team and I will bring you game reviews, player evaluation, recruiting news, and plenty more. 
You may even hear directly from some of your favorite recruits. That's KeystoneSportsNetwork.com. You can also take Keystone Sports Network with you. Go to your app store and download Keystone Sports for your mobile device. For Penn State football news, 52 weeks a year, count on the Keystone Sports Network. StateCollege.com is your one-stop source for news, sports, opinion, entertainment, and community events. Over a decade of experience covering the Nittany Lions from reporter Ben Jones. Lively commentary from columnist Mike Porman and others. Local perspective, local expertise, local information from Penn State's hometown website, StateCollege.com. Trust StateCollege.com for daily coverage of the school, team, and place you love. 